feeling a bit like Alice. Tumbling down the rabbit hole? Hmm? This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Deeper Down the Rabbit Hole. Now live, Tuesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Para-X Radio Network. Jason M.F. Caldwell in quotation marks. You can fill in the blank what the F means since it's not something we can say on air at any time. Welcome, my friend, to the show. Hey, how are you doing? Today we have a special guest uh, because it is Valentine's Day. Uh, so we're going to be we're going to leave that for a second. We'll get into that in a second. But we have some announcements and one really big announcement. Let's cue the music, shall we? A huge announcement. And what is actually going on in Convocation? The class that they've tried to shut down. The class that twice now, they didn't let us teach. And even the time this year, they tried to screw with us on the time. But no, it's happening. It's happening, people. It's happening. The class is happening. It is the Back Against the Wall training. That's right. Back Against the Wall, or otherwise known as Banish Against the Wall. Why don't you describe it? Because it was originally your class, but now they've changed it on Convocation that we're both involved, even though you're going to teach a class, and I'm just going to summon whatever you tell me to summon, which would probably be nasty. We have the Rocky theme song on the background, on the background music for a reason, because that's how the class is going to go. It's going to be 11.30 in the morning, the Friday during Convocation. I'm going to spend an hour with you, taking even volunteers and making you work in pairs. And some of you are going to work with me and be tested by me. We are going to go over energetic techniques to protect yourself from different forms of psychic attack. And the grand finale in the final half hour, after an hour of training with me, the Master Andrea Venomous is going to come in, and he's going to summon something scary and nasty as your final test. But don't be too scared, because we've got your back. That is correct. However, if it was out in the real world, this is the perfect type of test. Now, for those of you who think that we're somehow, hmm, we're going to this thing, and uh, we're going to this event, and... Um, and people always uh, uh, speak lies about real magic as far as I'm concerned and I, I won't hide, hide the fact that I'm getting annoyed by saying it but we got your back and not only that if you're out in the real world doing paranormal investigation or anything uh, spiritual on the forest, graveyards, anything you need to know this stuff uh, and I put everyone through the ringer on this kind of stuff and it was in 
was that hands on chaos magic, but I think no one actually believes that I actually put you guys through this. <laughs> Would you like to speak to that for a second, Jason? I'd like to say that voluntarily he has hit me with things that have put me in physical pain and I've had to banish my way out of them. Well, that's how I learned and that's how I teach and people can talk all the smack they want, but real magic involves real skills and not these this kind of fake bravado that we see all too often now. But this isn't the only class that we're teaching this weekend with the other teachers with quantum science. Quantum Life Science Institute, we have several opportunities and I am convocations. I am going to try to do this in a logical fashion, folks. The first day of convocation, Thursday, February 23rd, we have Andrea, our good friend Kenya, and Rebecca, who's going to be joining us tonight, doing a class to amplify your power with oils and blends. Now, I believe that's all we have on Thursday. Friday, February 24th, from 2 to 3, we have Andrea doing Getting Past Knowledge to Transformation. Uh, the Batois, of course, uh, from 11 until 1 o'clock. Um, Saturday, from 11.30 until 1 p.m., 11.30 in the morning until 1 p.m., Andrea is doing... Is, oh, you got to tell us a bit about that, man. What do you do with the Pokemon? Andrea? We're not, we're not going to do Pokemon, per se. That, I was just going to revisit that for a second or two. I think I'll take a bead on what people want to hear, but my my daughter, honestly, has put in a request for Bleach. Uh, so I will probably focus on Bleach, uh, Magi, which is a big anime right now, and um, Full Metal Alchemist, as well as some Pokemon, all these things that... Uh, to teach people how to make how to use that as a real magical magical systems from pop magic so so we'll, we'll make it work it'll be a fun time awesome that's gonna be a lot of fun except and... for the fact that if you come to my class you have to come with a teenager based on con rules otherwise you can't go sorry they literally have that in the rule book it's not me oh wow so this is a teen class okay yeah and they actually like made it I'm not going to enforce it. If you want to come and say you're 13, I'll, I'll, I'll tell anyone, okay, you're all 13. Come on in. <laughs> That's the uh, – I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to shut up now. Um, the, the wisdom – I was going to say that's the, that's the average mental age. Um, whoa, the wisdom <laughs> whoa, whoa, did you say that? Whoa. Okay, let's, let's keep going. Moving on. Yes, moving on. The wisdom of Yane. 2 to 3.30 Saturday with Andrea and Zach working together. This is going to be very interesting. No, no, no. We're not teaching that oh. class together. That's only Zach. Oh, this is this came up really weird. Okay, that is Zach Louis. And the 2 to 3.30 with Andrea and Zach is going to be advanced energy work for illumination. That is correct. That'll be another awesome class that we're going to be working together. And then you round out your Saturday with the deeper down the rabbit hole panel discussion with the Quantum Life Science School and invited guests, of which uh, can I can I give them the juice on this? Oh, give them the juice, please. I'll give them the juice. 
So that'll be featuring me, Andrea Vitimus. Jason will be moderating. Uh, our guest tonight, Rebecca, will be there. Uh, other teachers such as Zach Leaves, which is on the schedule of Khan, will be there. But other teachers from Khan, such as James Stoville, Kenya Davis, and more will be at that panel. So some of, be. The, some of the most prominent, con- well, not most, but most interesting people uh, at Convocation will be on the panel. Not only will we be on the panel, I think it's, uh, I want to give the plug out really early on because it's, I just had a conversation about it. Uh, Kenya Davis is running a huge Conjure Fest in August. I know that's a little further away, but just keep it in the back of your mind. It's worth going to, to Detroit to actually be at that Conjure Fest. I will be presenting there, but lots of people will be presenting there. It's already, it's a huge event, and it'll be awesome. Uh, we'll have her and many of the guests on the show to, to pimp that Conjure Fest because we're, we're down with the Conjure here on Deeper Down the Rabbit Hole. We like it, as people would know. Uh, that brings us to the end of that, except for one secret oh, class that's at, Yeah, that's right. A secret class hanging out, going on at Convocation that won't be in your program guides. Won't be anywhere, except unless you know about it. Deeper down the rabbit hole will probably go from whenever it goes. When does it go? It's going to 9.30 p.m. 8 o'clock to 9.30 which we'll probably get done around at 9.30. Then we're doing a secret shape-shifting course and ritual. If you're interested in shape-shifting course or you're involved in the shape-shifting course, come on by and we're going to do a live ritual where Deeper Down the Rabbit Hole is being was being recorded. It should be an awesome time. And then, of course, nobody gets up on Sunday morning, but try to get up on Sunday morning, too. There's some, some useful classes, too. But everyone's usually tapped out. Uh, you can hear our dog in the background whining because it's such an awesome lineup that she can barely contain herself. Right? That's her going, they're leaving me for leaving four days. Cause. I know. I know. And then also, <laughs> on February 18th, coming up before Convocation, we have Cleveland Chaos Convergence. Uh, and I'll be teaching a class at the Spirit Apothecary. Those of you who attended on Facebook Live, you know, it was an awesome, like, Q&A session you gave us. It was great. Uh, I was happy to do it. We're going to do it again at 6.30 or 6.15 or so. We're going to do just talk about stuff. People can ask me anything. And we're going to go right into, uh, from 7 to 8, we're going to go right into learning and using a static meditative trance at Spirit Apothecary, which is on 664 Broadway Avenue. It almost seems like the, sh- the store should have 666 Broadway Avenue just... And it's in Bedford, Ohio, 44146. Uh, that's the zip code. I bet he would be happy if it was 666 Broadway Avenue. That would just make Matt ecstatic, I think. But again, we'll be there. Uh, the class, the workshop will actually cover learning using aesthetic, aesthetic and meditative trance. So last week you heard we had uh, Jasmine on the show. She was talking about a static dance. And we're going to actually show you how to use a lot of that as well as meditative trance to empower and build your rituals up in a a meaningful way and divorce the techniques from the culture they come from and show you when you can do that. It'll be a phenomenal course this, that upcoming weekend. Ah, I don't think we have any other announcement. I know it's got busy all of a sudden. Well, there's one other announcement. 
Who's our guest one week from tonight? That is correct. The, the, Godfather, the Godfather himself, and we have to remind him, so remind me to remind him, Lon Milo Duquette. On the show again. In fact, later tonight, I will send him an email out to remind him. But we're so happy he's going to honor us by coming on the show again. Uh, it, it'll be fantastic. It's always a fantastic show. So the Godfather one of my, returns. One of my personal favorites, because I've said privately and now I'm going to say it publicly, he exemplifies what someone doing the work for so many years should be. I totally agree with you, Jason. I can't think of a better example. And when I'm on like 60, 65, I don't know how long old Lon is, but when I am, I hope I end up like Lon Molly the Cat because there's worse things. So that being said, this being the uh, special Valentine's Day special, can you feel the love in the air tonight? Because next to Andrea, over there, is... Oh, come on, man. You got to do this introduction. It's my pre-wife. And most lovely person in the world. Rebecca Van Leer. And how are you tonight, Rebecca? Doing good. How about you? Oh, very good. It's nice to hear your voice. And now everyone gets to hear your voice. <laughs> See, what people don't know about Rebecca Van Leer is that she's a superstar in her own right. But she doesn't like the public eye. But we dragged her out to got her some arbor wrists, and it's all good. But I, I love the woman very much. Now, what people people think that they used to think that Rebecca, she just stands in my shadow, and what does she know? But I've told people that Rebecca was probably the... Uh, worst black magician I I knew when I first met her. <laughs> uh, and um, we got some stories to say about that. Not so much black magician and the uber scary, uh, ridiculous stereotype of black magician, but she don't take no, you know, I think we could say shit on the air. She don't take no shit. Uh, and uh, she had to be she, tough. She was doing a project down here in Columbus, Ohio. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right, and we'll get to that. And um, and, and I'm, uh, she's she's teaching a class at Convo. If you're there, I hope you come out there because it'll be an awesome class with with Kenya and me. And we all have different takes on using oils, but uh, I've I've seen this woman light up a room by using oils. It's amazing, uh, just by using a little little oil mixture that she blends up, and then the room melts the room in her hand. And you've seen it too, Jason. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So we know. I'm giving all my secrets away. We know. <laughs> we know. We know. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff that people uh, people should know. I think. I think it's time they know. And let's let's talk about some of that, right? Let's. Uh, you have some questions, Jason, don't you? Hell, I do. So, so, so that the people that don't know you get to know you a bit better, Rebecca. Why? Why did you take on the occult in the first place? <laughs> well, I'm a bit of a rebel. I grew up in a Pentecostal cult, and, uh, you know, it just wasn't working for me. So, that was part of my defining my own identity during those wonderful teenage years. <laughs> 
But but wasn't it hard in rural Pennsylvania to be able to come across uh, proper occult material back then? Well, I don't know that I started out with proper occult material, mind you. <laughs> but uh, well. anything anything in rural anywhere was was quite challenging. You know, I had to do some. Some things, you know, like skipping school and going over to the next town over where they had some civilization and, you know, a little bit uh, more to offer, like bookstores and books for people who read them. And, uh, you know, started a little collection and found ways to keep them private. And <laughs> that's how I started. Where'd you hide your books? <laughs> well... Uh, all kinds of different places. I mean, you know, teenagers get to be quite clever about those things. Under the mattress, in the backpack, in the locker at school, wherever I could. <laughs> That's where I kept my porn. I, 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 exactly. I just said out loud. You're looking to try, you're looking to, you know, you just hide something. Her. I mean, I have that too, but. <laughs> so for people who don't know, I mean, you're, 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 you're 2L in law school and you've, uh, You've kind of settled. Uh, it's not like uh, since you know we, we've been sitting still. You've kind of settled on public policy, which is is really kind of courageous in the current situation. And and uh, you may even have sights set on being a politician or a judge. Entirely possible. Entirely possible. I mean, that's how we we change the world as we get involved. So yeah. So. This 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 history you have of being a uh, take no crap black magician. <laughs> we were oh, no, discussing. I'm warm and fuzzy and cuddly, man. <laughs> yeah, but we we were discussing before the show uh, an incident that you had in church in your teenage years. I think this is personally <laughs> awesome. This is, this story is. Uh, I think I think there's half the people when you hear this story. Listening, you wish you thought of this. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, what what, do you, what exactly uh, do you want to know about this situation here, Jace? So, so the uh, <laughs> so the the pastor was uh, belittling you, and because you were making out or otherwise with somebody right in the church. Well, he didn't like my, you know, what I was doing and the way that my, my life's direction was taking me at that particular moment. So they had a full mass on a Sunday. And, and what was the story of what you did? And what happened as a result? As well, a result of that? I mean, you know, I, I just kind of did some things. And, uh, you know, it turns out that at the end of the day, he was cheating on his wife and made his way out of the church. And because he was nice and distracted with his own, uh, his own business, he stepped away and left me alone with mine. <laughs> I thought, I thought you, you were summoning like Lilith or something on that one. Well, you know, I, I mean. To bring out the truth and <laughs> what's going on. Right, She's totally right. understating this. Like. <laughs> she's, she's, she's playing humble. But her teenage self went and talked to a pretty dark spirit and asked that spirit to please go drag this guy's darkness out into the light. Literally, to bring the truth out. So which is actually a very... Actually, if you're a Christian, actually, yes. you're supposed to do that. Like, this is probably one of the uses of 
Hasatan in its appropriate setting in a, in a fundamental Christian say to bring your sins out to the public so that way you can be you can be um, forced to atone. That's a very that's very right Christian thing old, to do. Old, old Testament. Well, and you know, it's that whole idea, cast the first stone. You know, I mean, okay, you can throw yours at me, but, you know, you take care of yours first and we'll see where the dust settles. <laughs> and she did that during the Mass. That's hardcore. Well, you know, you, you've got all that Pentecostal energy building up and building up. And, you know, I mean, what else are you going to do with it? You know, swirling around, you kind of, you know, gather it up and... Well, that's where that's, you need it to go. <laughs> that's a hell of a lot better than just rolling around on the floor going mama z, mama za, mama kusa, no woman, no cry, <laughs> whatever they do. Wow, we're going to get the hate mail this wow. week. Wow. <laughs> Bro. We should totally Bro. talk about also like the fact that at 11, you had a huge fairy altar in the middle of the forest, or 12, in the middle of the forest that uh, was still there 20 years after the fact. So you know it was it was in a pretty remote location and she's summoning fairy spirits and stuff I don't like know that. I I would say that I was summoning them, right? I mean, yeah, I grew up in the middle of nowhere, right? So, you know, what do kids do in the middle of Appalachia nowhere? You know, you run the fields and the forest from, the, you know, the time the sun comes up and you get your breakfast until the time that the you know, the neighbor's street light comes on and you gotta be home. So there were, you know, a lot of days when I would be wandering through the forest and different places. And, you know, I mean, I grew up on 11 acres in the middle of nowhere and the neighbors had farms. And so there was a lot of nowhere to wander. So, you know, at that point, yeah, there were some very interesting things that, that went on through those early years. The thing about that though is, is only, even if you do traditional conjure work, and Jason, you can back me up on this, and many of the traditional systems, only the chosen people can actually see those things when they venture in the forest. Most people mm -hmm. cannot. This is mm -hmm. not this is not an, a usual thing. And I think this goes into a lot of the things too. Like um, I have to be honest that I think Rebecca is one of the best empaths, and sometimes not that that's not always a good thing. <laughs> uh, one of the best empaths and intuitives that that I've seen. I probably probably better than some people making their livelihood on this, um, because it's and wouldn't you agree, Jason? Like, it's there. It's just oh, most definitely. She 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 could go do that for a living if she wanted to, but she's chosen to pursue the path of law. Right. So I mean, <laughs> we're not just blowing smoke up your butt. This idea that anyone could just walk in the forest, there's nothing to do, and they're going to see the fairy folk and the kind folk. That ain't gonna happen. That, that that really is something special at that age. Uh, the, the the chosen few people generally see that. Uh, you know, they they it's not common. Right, right, Jason. Well, look at the company we're in, man. I saw weird stuff as a kid. You saw weird stuff as a kid. I mean, yeah, it's it's like I sometimes I, I wonder I, what it's like. I didn't see weird stuff in this world. That's the thing. Okay. Uh, I'd be like Penny in The Magicians. Like, I would go places. Nobody except people who watch The Magicians will know what that, sh that reference means, but well. I would be a, I'd be a traveler. I would I would go there and not be able to know that I was going there. That's different. Well, define there and here. <laughs> That's semantics. 
Now that I'm adult, I realize that, but it seemed like it was there and here. <laughs> That's why I became yeah. a good altar boy and prayed every single day <laughs> and went to the church and was an altar boy for a lot of years until I went to an all-boys Catholic church and that got blown out the window. Just like that. <laughs> Silence from Jason. You know, well, see, it's it's just funny because, one, what's it like to have a completely normal childhood? I sure as heck don't know. And then, two, you bring, you know, both of you, I think really all three of us got into magic in a sense because of the Christian church. I mean, Becky a bit younger than you because of Catholic boys' school. Uh, me, I, I was... For the, first, for the first thing, I'll tell you straight out. Like, uh, I don't think, and I've said this before, and and then we'll talk more about Becky, you know, uh, Eastern Orthodox Catholic Church, the Ukrainian Church, is a magical church. This is not, this is Eastern European magic. Eastern European Church is not like the Western Catholic Church. It is not like the Western um, Methodist churches. To me, it sounds more like the the African American churches people believed when I was growing up. My grandmother believed she would have the priest come to the windows. We would lay tricks around our house so people it was protection. So I was well versed in what ceremonial magic looks like before I ever saw the first golden non ritual for sure. Ah, nice. And I would have very easily become a very easily become a, a priest possibly had I not gone to an all-boys Catholic church, uh, school, high school, because I couldn't rectify the cruelty of people versus the religion. That's why I saw an atheist for a while. So, you know, the funny thing is, uh, yeah, you, you got into it then me, I was a bit later, man. I, I had the whole salt hypocrisy in high school but I was bullheaded. I stuck it out. I found another evangelical church to get involved with in college. So really, I'm the late bloomer of the group. I got into this stuff in my late 20s after I'd been banging my head against the wall for a decade trying to rectify what people were doing versus what they were saying. So there you go. still banging some of that out of your head. (laughs) What can I say? love you, man. Yeah, we love you. There you go. <laughs> you can say the same thing for me. <laughs> so, Rebecca, why don't you talk about how you actually met me? <laughs> that is probably one of the most interesting stories of my life, actually. <laughs> so I was organizing or helping to organize an event in Columbus, Ohio that will remain unnamed. And... You know, when you're working on these kind of events, you know, you're running here and there behind the scenes, making sure that everything is going the way it needs to go. Everybody has what they need to have. And I was actually on my way to make a bank run when I saw you in the hallway and you kind of stepped out and said, hey, you know, you caught my attention, you know, handsome, tall, sexy man saying, hey, (laughs) I was I was uh, instantly taken there. And you invited me to this ritual that you were doing. This massive chaos Baphomet that I had no idea what in the heck that I was getting into. 
but I was interested and I was, I still had to make my bank run, but I was determined to get back for it. And that was the only thing that I made it to that weekend. But that weekend, that ritual completely changed my life. Um, after that ritual, I remember calling you up <laughs> and telling you I was seeing sounds and hearing colors because everything just, everything had changed. It was like an entire, it was like my insides had been ripped open and all of a sudden the world was different. And ever since then, it was kind of dancing around the issue of, all right, you know, there's something here and I want to see where this goes. And now, here we are. That did in fact happen. I got a call. How can I stop seeing <laughs> sounds? Help me. So, I did. I feel everything. The world is in Technicolor. What happened? <laughs> Years of repression blown apart. <laughs> so, what's your favorite ritual? that we've all done together. What oh, is your man. favorite, most crazy <laughs> Andrea ritual as, as my, 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 my fiance that you, mm. you want to talk about? Oh my gosh. That you enjoyed. There's probably the craziest ritual say, There's tons of them. That well, whatever pops in your head. Whatever, there. whatever pops in your head. Oh my God. It's Valentine's Day. You can say whatever you want. That's <laughs> so. Yeah, but some of that stuff, you know, that's kind of kind of rated above our our. As long as you don't FCC, swear, it's <laughs> golden on the air. There's seven words you can't say, and if you say around the seven words, it's a okay, right, Jason? You can insinuate all you want, just don't drop the <laughs> f bomb and play nice for the audience. <clears throat> well, I mean, my favorite are always the private ones, but uh, you know the. Uh, Definitely that first one has a special place in my heart because that, you know, everything that, uh, you know, I had been quote unquote pagan for years before that. And I was just kind of doing, doing my thing. And then all of a sudden, you know, my, my world was opened up to all of these other, other things and, and possibilities. And from there, you know, that's when I started getting into chaos magic and into all of these other paradigms that, I mean, it was like, you know, opening up this art box with all of these, you know, new, new media to play with. And that, you know, I, I, I really have to say that that first one was probably, you know, it, it's gotten crazier from there. And, <laughs> you know, there have been a lot of a lot of interesting things and a lot of interesting things to get from there to here. But um, that first one definitely has a special place in my heart. I guess that that makes sense, because that's that's where it began with the two of you in many ways. Indeed. And in me, I mean, that that's where it began for me and my association of where I consider myself becoming a magician as opposed to, you know, working with intuitive magics or, you know, um, any other labels that I've applied to myself throughout the years. I, I don't know. When someone describes a story of getting their pastor busted for adultery, 
<laughs> it would be a magical act with definable results. Sure, but at that say. point, I still didn't have a name for what I was doing. It was all intuitive, and I just kind of, you know, was pulling stuff out of my butt. So, <laughs> you're the one who really started me on the path of, you know, documenting my magic. What is it that I'm doing? And, you know, throughout the years, you've really kind of pressed me to figure out what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, and really break it down into that results-oriented kind of kind of path. And that, I think, has made all the difference. Now, now I want the audience to take note of this because this is what the theories of chaos magic are about. Documentation, wow. experimentation, documentation. I, this, I, I don't even know that you can say that. I think this is the... Um, Andrea Venomous methodology because <laughs> you can't really make any statements without getting hate mail about chaos magic at all. So there you go. Well, there's that, but I'm going but I to will say this as a diatribe. If you are using other people's sigils straight up, like seriously, like I seriously warned against this 10 years ago and this is all the rage. Like you get what you get when you use other people's sigils or Insta rituals and it may not always be a blessing, even though you might get blessings at first. Good luck with that. That's all I'm going to say. That is, unfortunately, the rage. Using other yeah. people's stuff and not knowing fully what's going on there. And Ten years ago, I was warning people not to do that. and Now, now it's the rage of most occult books. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Put a little side note. Say it out loud to express my frustration of this week uh, of seeing people actually say that some of those fly-by-night Insta saucers are better on Amazon and just get it out there and I'm done. Hey, you're totally killing my business plan, man. Don't do it, man. Just no. Oh, no. If I produce sigils with Rebecca, they'll be perfectly okay. They'll be fantastic with that. And if you want your pasture getting broken up with adultery, we can make that happen for you. What is it's your best memory of... of of Becky and, and doing magic, Jason. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Don't pick the bathroom, Rachel. Pick a different one because we already covered that one. You, you really want to know the first honest, the honest answer, the first thing that popped into my head when you asked yeah, that yeah, question? Yeah. I'm scared. <laughs> Without going into too much detail, we're just going to say that at somewhere along her journey before she got involved with Andrea, she she had formed somewhat of an unhealthy uh, relationship with Lilith. And <laughs> we all got together somewhere at some time to do something about this, uh, to, to clean up those those connections. And there was oh, a chicken. I, I'll go into detail. That that was that was <laughs> effed up, man. That was so effed up because Becky got possessed. But that was so effed up. That chicken was the demon chicken. I swear, <laughs> chickens. The the chicken should not be able to do that. The chicken had a broken neck and ran away and hid. Well, we should also point out, like I had pulled the demon like that was attached to, to, to Becky into the chicken. Mm -hmm. and, and this is a technique. I know people complain about animal sacrifices. We're going to get lots of hate mail for this show, but literally this is a technique where you pull the demon into the chicken. So that way it cannot reside in her body. And 
that, and then you break the chicken's neck, thus killing the demon. And I was going to feed it to, like, grind it up and feed it to, you know, pigs and shit. Well, usually but, it kills the chicken, too, but... <laughs> holy crap! That Not chicken, that chicken, we were doing it, and it's it got out of our hands, and we know what we were doing, and, and then it ran around with red eyes staring at us. It was freaky. <laughs> right? <laughs> And, and for those of you, we, we did catch the chicken, and the chicken was properly taken care of. All proper measures were taken. Well, I so people were already I, offended by what we did there. But, I mean, that, that thing was, like, daring us to grab it. That chicken was an evil chicken. I mean, you could see the eyes of the demon in that chicken. Couldn't you? Bear in mind, while it's staring at us, its head is upside down at this oh point. Oh, my God. Right, it was freaky. And that chicken was like, <laughs> it was like... I'm going to kill you all. See, honey, if nothing else, I make your life interesting. Right? Well, that's true. Right. That was definitely <laughs> quote, unquote, interesting. But along that line, for those who are, you know, kind of upset about the chicken issue there, there was also a chicken that got a pardon over in one of our previous houses that's in true. Torma. That's true. <laughs> so that particular, why don't you... Uh... That Well, we're not going to go into that because it was a neighborhood... Uh, the neighborhood had never seen a chicken apparently before in their life. Suburban Ohio. Taking pictures of it. But I mean, really, like, yeah, that evil chicken was pretty. And that's just how mag some magic's roll. I know people were offended by that, but really, that is legitimate magic. And it clearly worked because that chicken was supernatural. I mean, you, you haven't said anything about that chicken, Jason, but, but you could say, talk about it. Oh, that, that, that chicken was wild. <laughs> I, I've said I've said plenty about that chicken. I think it it had a broken neck. It was running around doing everything you just said it was. Yeah, but it was nice. ominous chicken too. It wasn't just running around. It literally had a spiritual presence. Well, yes, yes. That's I, I'm backing up. I'm I'm verifying what you have said is absolutely true. That was a wild day. That freaks you out, man. That chicken <laughs> freaks you out. Admit it. I was I'll just put, on my face in the dirt, like usual, but you know, <laughs> the, <laughs> the shit that I've heard. It's that chicken freaked wild. you out, man. Admit it. Admit it. That chicken, that meets your quality of damn magic. Like the quality where you go, holy, you know, <laughs> that chicken did it for you. Oh, that 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 whole event, man. There's just there's details I won't even divulge because it was it was a very private ritual. But you know that that was a wild ride. I'm just gonna say, you know, uh, I've I've just been very glad to have Rebecca's presence and and partnership with us and in, in our misadventures over the years because. She's very gifted in divination, very gifted in mediumship, and she has been an integral part of the things that we have done over the years. And that particular time, I was face down in the dirt. <laughs> well, this 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 was a service for your benefit on this particular occasion. So there you go. And I appreciate it, guys. <laughs> that really uh, that was something else. So what about one of the ones where? We weren't doing something on her behalf. That doesn't involve demon chickens. Brings a whole oh. new mental mindset for KFC now, doesn't it? 
let's let's say that <laughs> let's say that during our during our voodoo workings over the years no one and, and I've I've met I, I know and have worked with several goon children over the years and I'm also an Ogun child, but no one has an Ogun who's so fierce and to the point as as Rebecca's Ogun. Uh, I think people challenge that, but it is pretty fierce. And let's just say me being the uh, the hard headed individual that I am, I've I've had some hard run ins with said Ogun. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, man. He doesn't really get that hard on me. He just goes, "What? You gonna do something about this now? Are you done not doing anything?" That's usually what he does to me. <laughs> and then I wake up face first in the yard. Well, that's that's a testament to being a gifted medium. Um, yes, gifted. It, it actually gift- is. A, it, those two things do go on hand in hand. Being a gifted medium, being an intuitive, in and, a, and being able to do possession rituals and a above average uh, intensity of, of intensity. Yeah, I, I do think those things are are linked linked together. Now, sometimes, of course. Becky will tell us about the Pictionary game, but usually she figures it out as a medium. So, um, Well, and that goes into the things that, you know, you are, anytime you talk about this, you go into, not everyone has that, you know, verbal component to things or that visual component of things. Everybody, you know, when you're a medium, you pick things up differently in different senses. And that's definitely been, you know, my experience. It, it is kind of like a game of Pictionary in my head. So, more often than not, uh, she'll back the, those mediumship skills up with uh, divinations is right on the money. You've seen numerous times of that, Jason, right? Oh, very much so. Um, she's, you know, I she's one of the people. It's it's either you or her that I go to when I want backing up on things that I'm exploring. Like, here's what I'm getting. Double check me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just give you answers that are so legba like. It's like, well, this is the road that you should be on, and blah blah blah. But that's not quite what she gives you. Oh, she's she's pretty pretty blunt in in a good way. <clears throat> but um. <laughs> what are you saying? You need divinatory lube there when I get started there. <laughs> I've, I've got a hard head. Everyone knows I've got a hard yes, head. Yes, yes, you do, bro. <laughs> you might have a hard head? We you know rounds on this shit. <laughs> you might have a hard head. <laughs> so since since we've we've put you in the spotlight, and and I know that um, I'm I'm going to give you a chance for revenge. So ah. what what have I done when you've worked with me that's that's just made you go dude really which has happened many times oh man man well you know what there's there's two right there 
There was um, a time, and it wasn't too long ago, where <laughs> you did the, <laughs> this angelic working in the living room. And that was awesome. It was freaking awesome. I mean, you know. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to embarrass me. No. <laughs> but, you know, you had all of this, like everything, you know, you moved it all around in the living room. You had all of the chalk, you know, outlines for the angelic circle and all of the different, you know, correspondences and everything. And from the beginning, because it's not like I get the chance to work intimately, magically with you every day, right? So I'm looking at this, my bro, in my living room, right? And I come in and, you know, I see all of this chalk outline. And not only is it beautifully drawn, but it's humming like nobody's business, right? And it was just, it was really impressive. It was really impressive. It was much needed at the time. And... You know, just seeing seeing you take charge and do that flying solo, that that was very, very impressive to me. You know, and I, I was able to ride along with that and, you know, assist to some degree and just, you know, being there. It, it really does kind of take me back sometimes because, you know, I know you know your angelic work, but then to really be a part of that, it just really hit me. And, you know, I don't know that I've ever even really expressed that to you, but that was that was pretty powerful. You know, one of the so, things is, one of the things I want to say about that. This is the exact reason that I want to rip the asphalt out of my garage and finish the garage with a heater <laughs> and air conditioner because of the exact thing she's describing. <laughs> because I want to go out there and do angelica and demonic work. Cheers in the garage, not in my living room. But it was beautiful. It was beautiful. <laughs> But I'm, I want concrete, and I want to I want to do it out. Ooh, ooh, with that recessed, you know, like uh, you know, um, igniter fluid that you can make the flaming. That just everything. Gets, fuck it. Oh, sorry. Lawyer money. That that's just what we're talking about right there. Like, we're gonna have that recessed. state and like, flaming oh, floors. Yeah. I, I've done it. Trans state and flaming floors. I've done. But no, 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 no. There's a difference, right? Transient and flaming floors. Okay, but when you've got the recessed, you know, pathway, but you've got you the circle and flames. If you want to do a different circle, then it's thousands of dollars to make a different circle each time. Yeah, we can do it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See, now, I, th I thought you were going to call me out for that time when we were all in a place that you were renting and uh <laughs> we, we we were uh, you know what i'll call you out for one thing i'll call you both out why and you can talk about this about the time when i walked by a triangle oh, no! of grass <laughs> in the middle of, of a triangle in the middle of grass in the middle of a, of a triangle intersection and you got you can oh, talk about oh, that no no unsupervised when you're off doing initiatory hey. stuff with other people and you leave us to our own devices this is what happens this is in, my bro we go off and we have some fun hang on in, <laughs> in her defense what in, in her defense to get him to stop. she tried to stop me i even jumped on his back 
It didn't. It didn't matter. <laughs> she she literally All jumped on my back. With me, it just didn't happen. <laughs> jumped on my back during the evocation, <laughs> cupped her hands over my mouth, was hanging on my back, and I would not stop. All right, so let's go. I tried. It. This should be called off. Then this is all you, Jason. <laughs> See, we we were at I'll just say an event, and well, there were a lot of many many there, many years ago. Since uh, people get upset, so many years ago we can't even remember it, but we do. Right. It was it was a whole another life ago, but there were a lot of annoying people at said event. <laughs> Doing things that just were not conductive of 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 real occultism, and I got very annoyed, and I got to drinking rum, a great deal of rum. In fact, there yes, there was much rum consumed with me and, and other friends that night. So what you're saying is, if you want to know why the rum is always gone, look at you. Poor. Well, it's usually you, but that's oh! poor. <laughs> anyway, this 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 particular night we were both very guilty and we were killing bottles of rum. And poor Andrea was off occupied doing important work. And we were walking and there was this grassy triangle and I went Oh, let me try to even remember something along the lines of no it was something like hey beck hold my beer <laughs> it was hey becky hold the rum <laughs> and she goes what are you gonna do Shh, hold the rum <laughs> <laughs> oh great and powerful goesha spirit that will remain unnamed right now <laughs> Come, come forward upon hey. the, this triangle of grass, and she jumped on my back. Dude, she you shouldn't do that here. Put me in a chokehold, <laughs> and I and I struggled. And Andrea's gonna kill us. <laughs> and I went. I don't care. I'm so You're frustrated. Get in trouble, man. <laughs> So I told said said great and powerful Goetia spirit to please consider consider the people around and and be they real magicians with real interest to leave them alone but to take judgment upon them should they just be here for unedifying activity. <laughs> and I, I gave said spirit its 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 license to stay until sunrise. Of course, you didn't tell it that it had to go at sunrise either. So <laughs> I told it to depart. <laughs> theoretically, to depart at sunrise. No, well, no, no, no. that it could. <laughs> that it okay, something like that, something along those lines. Either way, so what? Why don't you two describe what happened the next morning while I was sleeping? Walking down the road, and I go, "What the." What the, the hell summoned a beep, 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 and I'm sitting here like I put it in a grass triangle. What kind <laughs> of idiot does this? Why does this? Why do people do this? I don't know anything about that, honey. Let's keep moving along. 
there, there are things that we need to do tonight or this morning. <laughs> hey, breakfast is this way. <laughs> and then, of course, it tips him off that I know something about this here thing in this triangle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I'm sure his response was, you were Where's there you? and you no, let him no. do it. I know nothing. <laughs> Yeah, so I banished it <laughs> on the way to the shower. And then everyone owned it. <laughs> it wasn't quite as bad as it sounds either because there was other constraints that Jason put on it. Uh, so... You're getting the Cliff Notes version, folks. The Cliff Notes version. Yeah. There was some blessings that it was supposed to do, too, uh, which, you know, again, this is the Cliff Notes version, so we can't really cover it. Well, and I mean, that, that goes into kind of the, the meta purpose, right, is the, you know, why was that done? It's the idea of, you know, taking magic for what it is, for taking it seriously and doing something constructive with it as opposed to just, you know, messing right. around and... Well, we can have a discussion about whether or not you're just messing around is doing magic. And real magic, it takes time to learn. I, I don't, you know, I think most people, there's a lot of people who do something, but I think, I, I don't know that festivals are necessarily always the place that you do um, that kind of magic. I mean, I do try to do, I tried in the past to do actual rituals, but even I'm moving away from it in the festival circuit. Um, as people know, I'm moving away from the festival circuit to do online classes and things like that altogether. So, I mean, you can do more in your house that's less dangerous. And really, if you want to get to know a, a, a guru or presenter, you got to go to them and get to know them. Because I, I don't think that I'm the only one who's starting to withdraw from the public sphere and, and do more online stuff. Just because it's, 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 you know, we don't want to be, presenters don't want to be treated like second, you know, or people who are teaching don't want to be treated as second to entertainment anywhere. So, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to take that onto the online class when people have time to schedule it and uh, we'll make time for it. Well, and that's and the festival should be about the party, really. That's what the festival should be about. The party is going back to each other. It's just a different way of looking at it from a presenter eye versus a, a person attending. You know, and I'm on the fence about that, man. I, I got to be honest that I'd like to see I'd like to see occult events to focus on the occultism and the parties, the afterthought afterwards when everyone's handing out after the fact. I haven't but, been at many of those, so. I, I don't know. Yeah. Have you been at many of those? Well, I mean, back in the day, it seemed like there was more of a balance between the learning and the serious practice versus, you know, the let's get drunk and party. But, you know, more and more, it seems like the idea of, you know, telling people that they have to work at, you know, anything and that self-discipline and well, you know, practice and, and honestly, is important, some of the best, just um, kind of goes badly. <laughs> some of the book, best books of magic are these instant magic books that are, uh, 
here's your seal. We don't care. You don't care what happens to you. Or here's your cut and paste ritual. Again, don't, don't mess what with my business plan, honey. What? Don't mess with my business plan, honey. I know. We're, we're going to probably produce those too because that's what the market <laughs> wants. Just let me let me go. Okay. <laughs> don't kill my puppy. We'll have great rituals in there to have your pastor get caught with adultery oh. or your senator to get caught in the bathroom tapping his foot. That's more important these days. More Actually, important. it's kind of important to have a ritual. Of course, not that to, anyone would care. <laughs> given To have a senator get busted, a Republican senator usually get busted uh, uh, tapping his foot in certain public places. Or grabbing anyone by the pussy, right? It's, it's, oh, you, you can't know. say it on air. Come on. That's not one of the seven. No. You, Gato. You, gave me, you gave me the Gato, list of Gato, seven. Gato. The Gato. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, we have already getting about 60 minutes. We'll go a little bit longer. Yeah, maybe there's just, is there anything you'd like to say, Becky? Rebecca. I know where's Becky. I'm the only person who can call her Becky. Call her Becky in person. She'll look at you. <laughs> she knows the evil eye from my shape-shifting She knows how to do it. That's my, my blinky eyelash batting. Come yeah. on. Those are some things you'd like to say. Come on. See her most on Thursday at Con. No, no, no. See, see, it's, what is this? It is, um... Give a shout out tonight to Mango Strawberry Moscato by Arbor Mist. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I actually talk in public. Otherwise, I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm not really a talky kind of person. Except she will be Thursday at Convocation when we're doing a class uh, together. So there you go. Uh, is there anything we'd like to say, Jason, to take us on through? Man, I just want everybody to, it's, it's, it's Valentine's, be good to each other. Do something special for some loved one, please. There's, there's just so much negativity floating around in the community these days, you know? And I'm just telling you, be nice for a change. And come on out to convocation, have some fun with us. How's that? Well, that sounds like a great, great, great. I thought we'd probably add to some of that today with the negativity, uh, but just a little bit with some fair warnings. But on this Valentine's Day, I got to spend it out uh, on the show with uh, my lovely fiance. And again, I want to thank the Luminous for his fantastic music. We always love it. Thanks for making the music custom for our show, letting us have it, and letting us uh, keep going with the show. Uh, convocation, about two and a half weeks. If you're in the Cleveland area, you do yourself a favor to come down to Spirit of Pathetary on the 18th, I, I promise. I got some permission from Matt to maybe do a ritual after the class. On the 18th. So we will. I won't tell you what that's going to be for. You have to show up to find out. But we will do the Facebook Live from 6.15 to 6.45. And with that, I'll take us on out. Thanks again to the Luminous for your fine, fine exit.